Welcome back to Spectrum Mode Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Keith Mitchell, and I'm joined with my two sidekicks, my two partners, my two uh, troublemakers, Matthew Casillas Paul and Carl May Smart. And we have a newcomer. We have one of the new additions to Yadahame Reductions here, Cam Almito. Cam, what is up, sir? Not much. Just glad to, you know, be here on my, my first spectator mode. I'm glad to be a part of the crew and talk about some video games. And of course, I'm not gonna skip over my buddy. So Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm good. I just found out your last name is Omito. Do you I, I'm not sure you're aware of fighting games, but there is a top player in Japan who plays Guilty Gear, mostly known for meeting the Johnny character. His name is also Omito, so just want you to know that now your name is famous. You're famous now. That I did not know, but I'm glad to know that. Um, yeah. It's probably spelled differently, but I'll, O-M-I-T- I'll take it. O-M-I-T-O, that's how he spells his name. Oh, yeah, that is not how my name is spelled. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, no relations. All right, then. I uh, can't claim glory. And you, Carl, how you doing, man? I'm good, and I guess that these two are now off to a great friendship, so I'm just going to sit over here in the quiet corner. No, we got to follow the <laughs> format first. got to follow the format. At, at the very first, let's try and keep some semblance of organization, then we go off the rails. We don't go back crazy at the very beginning. That's not how we work. All right, today. but how we do work is at the beginning of every show, we talk about the games we pay, pay, yeah, played this past week. And since Cam is the newcomer, he gets to talk about games he's played this past week first. So you're up, sir. Cool. Um, so I've been playing a bit of No More Heroes 2 um, on the Switch. Um, picked those up. I picked up one and two a bit ago. Um, finished one not too long ago. And just sort of uh, getting myself primed for a three um, since that's coming out. Uh, in the summer, and I actually started up on um, Arkham Asylum again, of all things, oh, wow. uh, because uh, I mean it's been years since I played Eyes, because I do have the Return to Arkham, um, you know, two pack that they had. Um, so I started started up on that, and it, uh, you know, still holds up pretty well for being a twelve year old game. And uh, yeah, it's still great. Um, aside from that, what else am I playing? Um, yeah, I think those are the the main ones. I did jump on some uh, some Smash Brothers just to try out uh, Pyra, and uh, yeah, she's super cool. Um, I definitely like the way she plays. I'm not familiar with that series particularly. I know of it, but uh, she's cool. Um, and I'm you know I've been playing that with some friends and enjoying that a bunch. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've been getting into lately. I think you need to speak to the Nintendo boys about Smash because they won't shut up about that game. I would advise not to, but, you know. <laughs> that sounds like a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah you can it speak is. to me. I'm the fighting game guy. I can actually tell you what Smash is. But Smash is not a fighting game, man. Oh, no. It, it, it is a fighting game, right, for the kids. That's I got to keep that in there. Um, But, yeah. Everyone loves Xenoblades. I mean, Xenoblades. Sorry, wrong series. Uh, Wait, since you're talking, Matt, continue. What have you been on this week? I've been on a lot this week. Of I've been playing a crap ton of Loop Hero to the point that I'm about I'm trying to 100% this game. I'm actually serious. Um, I've been playing some Team Fight Manager. I've been playing. Uh, my friends recently got back into Fantasy Star Online too, so I just jumped back into it. I saw new. you being on there a lot. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's uh the the updates have made it a lot easier to level, so I think it's really nice. And they added the uh, three new classes. I mean, there was this episode six, so I think it's uh it made some solid improvement. I'm looking forward to the next quote unquote update for the game. Yeah, but I, I haven't played it yet. I I I did say I was going to play with you, and I apologize, but. When they came out and said they're doing that new update, what is it? Genesis, is it? Genesis, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm jumping on Genesis. When yeah, Genesis comes, I'm getting on that. That's that's okay. Everyone, that's that's fine. I've been playing that, and I have been just kind of brushing up on um, some old King of Fighters because apparently they're popping my YouTube feed because uh, 
Kingdom Hearts 14, Shadow Expectations, and watching people play Kingdom Hearts 13 and not be good at the game makes me upset. But that's a whole different thing. I thought it was because you're getting hyped for 15. Uh, I am getting a hype for 15 a bit, but I hate the content that people playing for 13 is. Uh, okay, pretty much the, the story is a bunch of FTC content creators are playing 15, playing trials mode, and passing on that horrible mythicism of the game. Oh, King of Fighters is hard. Don't play it. It's like these combos are not even that optimal. They're called they're just trial combo test execution. And two, you are going to play King of Fighters anyway. Thanks for passing. You know more of your bias towards the series, anyways. Always. Also, um, SNK rollback, please. Seriously, we need that. I need rollback in my games now. Uh, that now that is a rabbit hole with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole. I can go like hours about how important rollback is. All right, Carl, you're up, buddy. What you been doing? Well, I've been doing quite a few things actually, but uh, the main one that was that I have given up my WoW addiction. He Bird even made a video. I I called uh, him. Out. Bravo. We'll Bravo. see what happens. Wow. It's like we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, as as much as Keith wants me to go the extra step and actually delete all my characters, blow them all like, away. They'll be getting rid of nearly ten years worth of play, and I'm like, no, I can't do that. But. Uh, I have uninstalled the game from my computer. I have wiped the files completely from my hard drive. I even got rid of the Blizzard launcher because I don't really play any other Blizzard games anymore. Because, you know, Matt and I don't ever touch Overwatch with a 20-foot pole like we used to. No, Overwatch is just... It's, they just balance it. How about this? It's it's so competitive, it's unfun. There's a way to make competitive games fun. It's just not fun. Just not fun. Hey, exa- exactly. But uh, since after doing that, I've been wandering, as per usual, back into my uh, the game archive that I have. Basically, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto V. I played a little bit of uh, Doom the other day after Keith and I were starting to talk about it because of the Bethesda news yep. article that we got coming up. And I also played some uh, Pokemon Souls, uh, sorry, Heart Gold, which I'm slowly playing my way back through again because I like the Gold and Silver games. And I even played a little bit of Dragon Ball Fighters for the first time. Oh my god! To... We were talking about that well, yesterday too. Yep. Dojito. I, 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 I haven't bought any of the DLC, so it's like I'm playing it, playing through it again. At least the story mode, just to see if, like, do I really want to spend money on all of these characters? Are they <laughs> worthwhile? Yes, you do. There are um, so I, many. I, I can go into like an essay about the balance of that game, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, have your dragon. So the, the, the balance of that, the balance of that game that's on a fucking Richter scale while an earthquake of eight point is happening. Basically. Yeah, that, that's that's the balance. But yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. Like I have been playing a lot more games now. That I've given up the WoW monster, so let's see how long that lasts. Well, before I jump onto a number MMO. Which Keith and I have to do thanks to the nice people at Square Enix. Oh, we're totally playing that game. So I guess that leaves me. So I've been playing a lot of indie games. You guys have probably seen me talking about it on, on Twitter, and I've streamed a couple of times on Twitch. Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods, which is basically an isometric top-down roguelike that's heavily, heavy, heavily influenced with RNG. Think of it as Hades, but more RNG. I'm yeah. really enjoying the combat. I, I've been playing the hell out of that game, so that is one of my favorite indies for a while. I've also jumped on Revita, which is a game Matt had told me about a couple days ago. Thank you for getting on that. It is a 2D dual-stick shooter roguelike. It's kind of hard to get into because the controls are a little weird, but I'm getting used to it. So that's that'll be my next obsession. I've also been playing Century Age of Ashes, which is the current 
beta play test of the dragon fighting game that we saw during PlayStation's, uh, I think it was their um, showcase. And pretty much it's like Panzer Dragoon with team deathmatch. You fly around dragons with three different classes trying to kill other people. That sounds cool as hell, actually. Holy shit. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's rough. It's very rough because, again, it is a beta. Uh, but it has solid bones. As long as the developers are actually paying attention to the community, I think it'll do well. Positive feedback. Positive creative feedback, I should say. Not just, oh, you should change this because it'll be cool. No, not that. Don't do that. Please, please don't do that. I um, see. Go ahead. Were you going to say that, Matt? I would say by more about character of the gods. So you, do you find the defensive mechanics of the game, Invasion, to be fair? Like I said, I've only played the game during those first two betas, and I gave up on it because I felt it was the dodge system wasn't as good. I felt like it was more like, my opinion of the game was, it was like harder, it was harder Hades, but with the stamina system, which I deeply, deeply hated. So I, I think it, yeah. I, I, I see a lot of people having the same problems that you're having with the game and i won't say that it's harder i think the defensive mechanics are fair if you are able to adapt to them so you have a parry and you have a dodge parry is good because parry leaves your your enemies open for free hits where dodging uses up stamina so if you learn how to parry you're in a better position but the parry windows are very weird to get used to at times and there are times where you think you parried it properly and you didn't, and you get smacked in the face. So most people just want to dodge. Right. I've gotten used most, to the yeah. parries. Now, there's also um, buffs, perks that you get along the way that also helps. If you parry, you get extra stamina so you can dodge more, or you get one that your dodges don't cost any stamina. It's, yeah, there's just a lot of RNG buffing debuffs going on in the background. Because unlike Hades, you just you just pick up perks as you play. And Curse of Dead Gods, you play and sacrifice to get yeah, the perks. So you yeah, can sacrifice yeah. your blood and you'll get corruption, and then corruption adds a random curse to you, or you get random corruption as you play through a level. But you can also remove the corruption if you sacrifice certain weapons or do certain things or get certain items. So there's a there's a there's a system in play that if you get good RNG you can abuse the game mechanics, but that doesn't always happen. Usually you get really crappy mechanics. And yeah, yeah. You it's, get hosts. Well, at least it's not as bad as Skull uh, Skull Slayer. Skull Slayer is the. We will not talk RNG. about that game. Yeah, <laughs> we will not that, talk that about much, that game. Like my my opinion, the best way to describe Curse of the uh, Gods is like it's a combination of Hades with the difficulty of Children of Mortar. Where in Children of Mortar, you'll be grinding a lot more to get the game rather than progressing. It's more grind and progression. That's the best way to describe it. I love it, though. I love it. No, as, it's not a bad as a, game. As a Souls fan, yeah. the game appeals to me in so many different levels. Um, and the game I have not played yet, but I do want to play. But this is a game I want to play with people. So if you guys ever want to think about playing that game, let me know. And I'm going to butcher it. Valhelm. Valhelm. Everybody's well, playing yeah. it. Even people at my job are playing. I'm like, wow, this is weird. You guys are playing this game and talking about it? I must be doing something wrong if I'm not playing this game. But you need people to play it. Yeah, I got to get credit. Credit's due, man. It did its job. And I saw an interview with them today, and they were like, we based this game off of um, three games. Skyrim, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I was like, I got to play it now. (laughs) Dark Souls, I got to play it. I gotta That's play a that. very elite elite group to sort of uh, be inspired by, for sure. I yeah, mean, everything I've like, seen from I, that I game looks very now. cool. Yeah. yeah but looks, again, it looks good. 
it's a game that you have to play with other people. I'm always seeing people on, on, on Twitter going, hey, anybody want to play with me? And I'm like, I have bad experience of games that need me to play with other people. I yeah. don't know about that. But yeah, so far, yeah, everybody's on this game. So it's, it's a game that I really want to give a try. So I'm going to give it a try. All a right, guys. Um, you know how we do. We got topics. We talk about topics. We put in colorful commentary. And then we make the best of a bad situation or a good situation. So there are two main topics. Today, it's kind of slim pickings because uh, this week has not been the biggest. So, do we want to tackle the amphibians or do we want to tackle the behemoth? Killing fish is, wait, amphibians are frogs. They kill the frogs. Oh, well, we Microsoft already killed them. The battle soldier did. All right. So, <laughs> let's talk about Microsoft's Xbox and Bethesda, or I should say, Xbox and Zenimax. So, last year, Microsoft purchased, acquired, Zenimax, the parent company of Bethesda and all its studios, for the sum of $7.5 billion. That deal finally completed a couple of days ago. It is not official, and Xbox owns all of it. And there's been a lot of speculation as to what this means. There's been a lot of speculation over the last couple of months as to what's going to happen to other games on other platforms that are developed by Bethesda Studios. So there was an Xbox Bethesda roundtable a couple of days ago where they broke it all down. They explained what's going to happen and what you, you can expect in the future. Now, I will say that Carl was 100% right. I was kind of thinking more along the lines of positivity, but Carl's like, no. As he said, you don't spend that kind of scratch and share your toys with the kids in the sandbox. You simply don't do that. But by the way, I like that term. Carl is right. I like it. I like to hear. Yeah, I think credit is due. I I don't say you're wrong. I just say you're wrong. We'll just agree. We'll just agree to disagree. Yeah. No, no, no. Carl, Carl was right. Carl was right. That's the term needs to be said. (laughs) It is on the record. Carl was a hundred percent correct. I, I can say I will give credit where credit is due. I'm not that kind of person. So, things to take away from, and then we'll talk about this in depth. Microsoft Xbox Phil Spencer has stated that there are communities out there that are with games being played, but that's the games being played that, that will not be affected. So I'm assuming he's talking about the Fallout 76, uh, the other scrolls online, basically anything that has an ongoing service MMO type thing, those will not be impacted. It also will not impact games that already have contracts in place. So Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, Deathloop. But after that, going forward, most games will likely be exclusive to Microsoft, Xbox, Windows, PC. And um, yeah, I, I, when you pay $7.5 billion, you can, you can do that. And I think what's worthwhile to take away here is I think a lot of people forget that there is a long-going relationship here with Xbox and Bethesda that's been going back since the Xbox 360 days. Now it was it was Microsoft that got Bethesda into the consoles way back when with the Morrowind games, and they just took off. So it's kind of like a full circle thing. I do have some reservations about this, but I'll talk about them later. I'm going to shut up. That was a recap, guys. Let's talk this out. What do you think about this? Uh, I wish Todd. I wish Todd the best. You know, Todd. Todd's going to Todd. You know, um, he's not leaving. <laughs> oh, of course not. That's why I wish him the best, you know, getting in bed with a uh, good old buddy Phil. But um, I feel like this is a good move for Microsoft to have something of their belt for more, you know, diversity in their portfolio for gaming and stuff. But I do feel like this is uh, this is leaning me towards that ex- exclusivity thing because I've been used to Bethesda games being everywhere. So it's like, uh, 
Oh man, that that new uh that I mean Death Loop's gonna be very good as fine, but like the next game, if they make a Death Loop 2, or if they make a, a remaster, another, another, another remaster of um Dishonored or something, I'm like crap, I'm stuck, you know? So I have to get a Microsoft product. That's the only thing I'm sad about. But other than that, you know, I, I'm proud of him. You know, he he uh, he learned, he marketed. And that was something that I was thinking about. And keep in mind, when he when they picked up Zenimax, they picked up Bethesda, Zenimax Online, uh, Arcane, it's software, machine games, Tangle Game Works, which is big because that's the Japanese in for them, um, Alpha Doll Games, and Roundhouse Studios. So, yeah. That, that's that's an insane roster. Like, I mean, it was just with those studios, and they have such a, like, a huge history and, like, a, a pretty, like, a pretty solid lineup, like, through all of those studios. And like, to see all, you know, more of those studios bringing exclusive content to xbox is huge and it's obviously been a part of a a very big push for exclusivity yeah um since they you know previous generations they definitely faltered with that and i know like in the lead up to you know the you know series x series s coming out um there were all of those acquisitions like even before that there was obsidian um there was there was a handful that i'm just like i most likely can't even Think them all off the top of my head, but they've been pushing for exclusivity, which again is good for them. But I don't know entirely if it's good for the the overall consumers who are just all over the place, you know, console wise. Um, what are we going to do when you know more Skyrim ports happen? Where are those all going to be? Like the inevitable, inevitable Skyrim ports. The inevitable. Are, yeah. yeah, are those only going to end up on? You know, Microsoft platforms are are they also going to end up on your refrigerators and your your toasters again? <laughs> well, that goes back to the whole community thing that they stated during the the roundtable, and there's a lot to read into. But it also feels like they're saying that if there's an established base already, we're not going to interfere with that. But we definitely know the upcoming games are not going anywhere. They're they're definitely going to be Xbox. They're literally going to be Xbox games now, and. As I was saying before, I, 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 so I have an issue, and a lot of people are going to call me out for it. People have already called me about out about this in the past. I have a concern when first party companies suck up third party companies because people are so used to having these games on multiple platforms. Now I, I understand having exclusive games is what what everybody wants, what sells consoles and everything. I get that. I totally get that. But there's also the thing about having games that were available everywhere, and all of a sudden they're only available in certain places. Like a big example is Street Fighter. Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Three was on a lot of platforms. Street Fighter Four was on a lot of platforms. Street Fighter Five came out. Oh, sorry, it's not on Xbox now. Sorry. I mean, do you really want that game on your console? To, to be real, I'm, even though we don't like it. It did hurt people who wanted to play it and were, on, or were stuck on Xbox. You at least want the option to not you, play it. Yeah. You, you, you want the option to play with that horrible neck code. Oh, okay. You know what? You, you guys got to, you take your belief on that one. You, you can go and you can go for that hill. But, but seriously though, it, it's a, it's the third party game that should have been accessible everywhere, but because Sony helped pay for somebody game, it was stuck on that. It's no different than Sega owning the rights to Bayonetta. And going, hey, you know what? By the way, we don't want to finish paying the developed Bayonetta 2. And Nintendo comes in and goes, we'll finish paying for it, but it'll be a Nintendo exclusive. Biggest and Sega's like, and Sega's like, okay, fine. And now we got biggest Bayonetta mistake. 3. Yeah, yeah, biggest mistake ever, Bayonetta 2, to be honest, was that so, console. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. So you, you got first-party companies now owning a game that was traditionally a third-party game. Now, 
Everybody loses out except for everybody on Nintendo. So there's my problem. I, I get the exclusivity thing. I I I I don't want to say I don't have a problem with it, but I understand it. I acknowledge it. In Microsoft's case, that's great for them because they now have this, hey, Xbox has no exclusive games. There's nothing for me to play on Xbox. Hey, look, all these games that you want now, they're here. You know that new uh, Starfield that's coming out? Yeah, it'll likely be exclusive over there. Go over there to play that game now. And you not know? to mention, like, all of that stuff being on Game Pass yeah. now. And that's just only going to grow. And, yeah, like, and I'm a huge, like, fan of Game Pass. I think it's just an insane value. And, you know, with Bethesda's roster, it's like, joining that, it's just, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous, like, how much is on there. But then coupling that with Bethesda titles and, or not even just Bethesda, but, like, obviously all of the, you know, studios under that umbrella and uh Zenimax umbrella and so you have like your arcane and your dishonored and your um your prey and your your doom and and, and all that stuff like there's there's so much and at this it's really just gonna kind of bolster xbox as a as a brand and as a platform but at the same time i do sort of understand where you're coming from keith with the exclusivity like it does like for me it does it does feel sort of like it is excluding a lot of people that would want to play these games or wouldn't be able to. So since like a lot of people have already sort of written off Xbox in the past because of the lack of exclusives, there are a lot at the, at, 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 sorry, at the moment, there are a lot of people who don't have Xbox because there were no exclusives and now they're getting exclusives and a lot of people don't even have their platform. So in, in, I know in the long run, they're hoping that it will drive sales, and I feel like it eventually will. It's something that is going to pay off in the long run for them, but also not pay off for people who don't want to dive into like that ecosystem. It definitely yeah. makes the Xbox Series X a, a lot more attractive for people who just want to jump in and see what it's about. Because I think the biggest thing here people are missing out on is that now that Bethesda is part of Xbox, those games that are on Game Pass are not going away. They're staying. That's very true. That's very true. Because it, it usually is like a revolving door on Game Pass for, you know, various titles. But since they are official Microsoft, like, properties now, like, they're they're there to stay. So, like, no matter yep. when you decide to get on Dishonored 2, it's going to be there. It'll be there until the service year, goes whatever, away. Yeah, exactly. Basically. So, that is yeah. great news for everybody. So, I get it. I, I, I totally understand this deal. I have I don't have a problem with it. I just hope it doesn't start a acquisition war because last time we wanted to see Capcom being snatched up or Square Enix being snatched up, you know, that would just be, oh man, I don't even want to think about that. That would be, I mean, both of those, you know, those are two of the, two of the biggest uh, publishers just in the industry. Like, I feel like if anyone picked those up, they would have just, either one would give them an unfair advantage because they just have such huge rosters just independently of each other. But I, I, that being said, like after this acquisition, something like that doesn't seem far fetched anymore. Too, yeah, too far fetched. Like it, it seems like feasible because now you know that like Microsoft and you know I imagine Sony is not opposed to doing something like that either. Um, you know, dropping seven and a half billion dollars for one of these stu- or one of these publishers. So I don't know. Who knows what could happen? But that that would be kind of insane if. Sony was like, hey, we're buying Square Enix, which like 
in in a sense would make a bit of sense because of just for many years like Sony had you know a good bit of exclusivity with um with them but I mean not so much anymore but but yeah it's it would be it would be like a huge a huge blow like positively and negatively to the industry if people if you know all these companies like Microsoft their um Sony bought studios like that so it's a lot. It's a lot to think about for sure. And it also goes to show that people back in a couple of years ago were like, Microsoft doesn't have this much money. And I keep turning around and going, are you crazy? Do you not know where Microsoft has their hands in? It's like they, they have, have their, their hands, hands in everything. The operating yeah. system, uh, SQL, uh, data centers. Uh, they're everywhere. They run the second largest cloud out there right now. They have their hands in everything. They're not just Xbox, they're not. They bleed money. Dropping $7.5 billion, as much as people are like, that could be a big chunk of change. That is that is chump change for Microsoft right now. They, I mean, if give me a second. I, I want to see their worth for, for right now. I'm pretty sure it's it's up there. Well, while you're looking up the, the worth of Microsoft, Go ahead, buddy. I will say with, with the acquisitions, can somebody please buy Konami and tell them that they're a video game publisher, not a pachinko maker? Oh, yeah. God. Okay. So, Microsoft <laughs> is set to have an estimated net worth of one trillion dollars right now. Good old one trillion. So, and what's 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 seven point five billion dollars? <laughs> you know, that's seven point for that, that that that's what one more ivory back, back scratcher. Yeah. Yeah, I, I but, do agree. Uh, I, I, do, I, I do. I do. I do want to talk about like being serious with the the whole of this thing. The games that they brought out initially onto Game Pass with this with this announcement. It's a very weird and eclectic bunch. Yeah. Like, like you got Dishonored one and two. You've got Doom, the original Doom, like not not the the remake. Doom two, Doom sixty four, Doom three, Doom Eternal. So they're missing the twenty sixteen remake for some reason. Fallout New Vegas, Fallout four, and Fallout seventy six. So no no Fallout three. Prey, Rage two, no Rage one. Elder Scrolls 3, 4, and 5, because, you know, everybody needs more Skyrim. Evil Within 1, no Evil Within 2. And Wolfenstein, the New Order, Wolfenstein, the Old Blood, and Wolfenstein, Young Blood. So me leaving out the uh, the new colostomy bag, or the, 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 old, the old Colossus, or whatever whatever they wanted to call it. What did I call it last uh, night? What did I, I, I called it something last night. I can't remember what it was now. I can't remember either. Yeah. But, but it's like, it's like, they're bringing out some the of old these molasses. That, yeah, that there are, it is. <laughs> Wolf's not doing the old the, molasses. The old, the, the old molasses. Did not, did not finish that game. Did not like the. After I got towards the middle, I was like, I am done. It was not fun. But, like, it, it seems weird. Like, there's one of the Dishonored games missing. They're missing June 2016. They're missing, you know, the original Fallout 3, which was on Xbox 360. They're missing the old molasses or the old Clostomy bag, whatever they want to call it, that goes in that Wolfenstein series. And did we really need another version of Skyrim? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. It needs to be everywhere. The game has to be everywhere. Their greatest creation. This is what they think. But, um, but it, just, it just seems like a very eclectic movement. Like, it's some of their strongest titles, to be sure. But it's like, if you're going to put them out, just put the entire series out. Don't, like, leave one or two off this particular list. Unless you are going to do a rotational basis. 
in which case they can rotate other stuff but into at later points. But for for initial twenty game lineup, it's very weird and eclectic, and I I sort of figure I'm one of those people who's got the OCD when you you sit down and play something. Like if I'm going to play with Doom series, I'm going to play like Doom, Doom Two, Doom Sixty Four, Doom Three, Doom Twenty Sixteen, and then Doom Eternal. And the fact that like Doom Twenty Sixteen is not in that bunch, I'm going. I oh, want to put that. It looks good on the collection. God damn it. Yeah, I'm the same way, honestly. It it bothers me. I have that problem with um with Resident Evil. Um because they aren't in order number wise, because the titles get weird after a while. So like if you look yeah, at like Reve- Revelations one and same. two are all over the I, place and it bothers I, me. I, I I actually have a a stack of games which is the Resident Evil collection, which I've got uh, Origins, then I've got the 2 and 3 remake, then I've got 4, 5, 6, 7, and then at the end I put Revelations 1 and 2, because if I put them in, like, the order they came out in, everything's going to look really bad and my brain's just going to kill me. Yeah, that drives me insane. It, I have them, like, digitally, and I just I don't like looking at them for that reason. See, see, I, I'm, even, I'm even contemplating getting uh, Resident Evil 8 on the PS4 just because I have the rest of them on PS4 and I need them to line up properly with the cases. And... What, you're not going to get it on PC now? If Capcom gives it to me on PC, then I'll play it oh, on PC. Oh, no. Hey, Capcom gave me 7. I don't see a reason why they're not going to give me 8. Because you badmouth 7. And everybody eventually agreed with me because, as per <laughs> usual, Carl is right. Uh, see, I set him up for that perfectly. You're well, welcome. If, my, for if that. Microsoft buys Capcom, it will be on PC. Oh dear God! Stop I hope, it! I, hope, I, I hope I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If anybody's going to buy Capcom, it's going to be Sony. I agree with that. I 100 agree. Stop it. Same, 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 with, same with Square Enix. If anybody's going to buy Square Enix, it's going to be Sony. The big, I reckon the biggest holdout if this does bring up like a, an acquisition war is probably going to be like EA. No, no, EA they're like so big across all systems that they're like, okay, what do you bring us? How keep keep the bidding, keep going, keep going. Yeah, if anybody money. tries to buy EA, they are next to Square Enix. They are going to be the the top dollar company because they have so many properties. And even though you you can say as much you things you hate about that company, their games sell. And they always bring out games every year. And if only their sports division alone makes them money. Mm. I'm surprised yeah. you guys to talk about another bigger Arc Systems. That's another people who buy a bunch of games. Arc Systems, Atlas, Sega. But that's a third party company, though. I don't I mean, really talk about third party companies buying another third party company. Who would? I mean, I, w- I would say buying. You know, let's see, Atlas. You get outside of Guilty Gear, you get all the fighting games they got. That's been smashing it. You get their weird RPG crap. Let's did they make did they no that was Atlas. Yeah. Oh that's later. What? Persona? No, 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 Persona's Atlas. You know if you buy Atlas, you get their entire like if they guys make good UIs, you get their all the RPGs, you get you you Megami Tensei and all that stuff. You get all that stuff, yeah. You get the whole library. You 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 know, uh, look, you, you know you know for a fact I'd be Sony. So much Japanese related yeah. and high Japanese selling products, you know Sony would be the guys to buy that. You think Sega would sell? I don't think Sega would sell. I mean people said Sega would have got the consoles and here well, we are. No, so. they killed themselves. That that's a very long and sad uh, story in history with Sega, but they killed themselves. Hey, I like my Dreamcast. It's I love my Dreamcast too. I loved it. The 32X is what buried them. The 32X and the Saturn killed them. 
Wow, on my phone. Yeah, that totally killed them. Then they were like, hey, Dreamcast. And at the time they, they, they brought the Dreamcast out, everybody was like, we're done. We don't care anymore. You burnt us already. So yep. they killed themselves. I don't see Sega being acquired. And if they do, it's no. not going to go cheap. As much as people say that they would, they still have some of the biggest gaming franchises out there that they're just sitting on. That they need to touch. But basically, basically, the big four, if there was going to be an acquisition war, would be Capcom, Square Enix, EA, and Activision. They're your big four. Activision. Anybody, not going if, if, if you if you can acquire any of those four, you're going to really start dominating a market. I would replace yeah, I think... Activision with Ubisoft. I, Activision is going nowhere. Yeah, Blizzard is not letting Activision go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Wait, wait, no, other way around, Activision doesn't let Blizzard do anything. do anything. That's yeah, that's fair. That's also true. Yeah, because if you notice, it's not Blizzard Activision; it's Activision Blizzard. Blizzard. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Activision's going nowhere. Nobody's going. Nobody's going to acquire them. Let nobody alone how much salary they're paying their, their managers and crap. They're the upper echelon of, of of people that lead the company. As I do air quotes, nothing's nothing's happening to Activision. Because look at it. You'd have to pay for Blizzard. You'd have to pay for Call of Duty. Call of Duty right there demands money. Nah, that's not going to happen. Call of Duty alone is like at least $7.5 on its own as yeah. a franchise. Yeah, you're not, getting, you're not getting Activision cheap. Oh, God, no. It'd be at least 10 to 15 easy. Easy. But, but it'd be one of those ones where if I, if I was doing this, I'd actually split off Activision and Blizzard. Uh, and just buy the Activision products and just let Blizzard die. I mean, that, it's already dead, isn't it? Yeah, they've been killing themselves it, for a it, while it, now. It's, 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 a zombie, it's a zombie corpse at this stage, yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like the only thing that I would say, oh, have some faith in Blizzard, it's Diablo 4, and if Diablo 4 disappoints, well, here we are. You know? That's it, just Diablo 4. I was just looking at Activision's games right now, and it's basically all Call of Duty, some Crash, Spyro, Call of Duty, Crash Insane, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Tony Hawk, Call of Duty. Yeah, it's all Call of Duty, basically. That's what you get with Activision. Call Speaking of, of like Call of Duty, it's that sort of reminded me of something that like with like, you know, kind of going back to like the Bethesda and Xbox um acquisition, we could also see Bethesda um or Zenimax and all that stuff and all those studios working on already established Xbox franchises. Um, cause if you look at someone like, uh, like a studio, like, um, Activision, when they have, they had a bunch of studios before, most of them are call of duty factories. Now, like if you think of like something like Raven software who pretty much exclusively just do call of duty now. Yep. So we could very well see, you know, Bethesda arcane it or whoever working on, you know, Halo. an already established like halo. I was going to say, um, like just any of like the you know already established franchises like and as opposed to just you know them churning out more of the things that they already done which I'm sure they will I'm telling you is, right now not to cut you off I guarantee that they are already talking about you guys are going to help us with fable Oh yeah absolutely fable cannot I can fail totally see that. fable needs to come back at the top of his game because and that way the f- they can move playgrounds back to going work on Forza Oh yeah, it's true. Like yeah, for all the for all the issues that some of you know Bethesda's titles have had in recent years, I mean they're they're still pretty like respected and you know you know trusted for the most part. And I think 
with like someone breathing down their neck, like from Microsoft and Xbox, they they kind of be forced to be on their A game, and I can see them definitely working on something like Fable. Oh, definitely, I definitely see that as well. Yeah, I, I, this is a great thing for them because they have more studios with more know how, and I, I like you said, Bethesda gets a lot of crap. But now I, I want to say they get more freedom. They have more capital now to do what, exactly what they want to do. Because I think that was actually holding them back. It's probably the main reason why they never wanted to go and build a new game engine. Because uh, ugh, I can't talk. Developing a game engine takes time and money. And they don't have that. It, it's going to be very interesting now. They have a, a crap ton of resources to do what they want to do now. It's going to be very interesting. But yeah, it's also funny. Gonna... It's also funny that John Cromack is not attached anymore. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Hey." laughs> yeah, I did see that. That is interesting. It's yep. definitely going to be Missed kind it. of a, a brave new world for them. Yep. Kind of opening the floodgates of like, you know, I, I think for the most part, as far as like a development standpoint, it's going to be pretty positive for for them. As like they've obviously had a a great deal of pitfalls with some of their you know, more recent titles like Fallout 76, 76. <clears throat> Fallout 76 being one of one of the main ones. And then, you know, and then people had their issues with Fallout 4 since that didn't necessarily like hit as hard for a lot of people than as, you know, some of the previous ones did. Um, but with a new engine and, you know, more people overseeing them in a different sort of environment, like we can see a lot of, a lot of changes. And I, I would like to see Bethesda, you know, turn, turn it around and like make a comeback because, for all of the for all the bullshit we've been giving them, and you know, need, you know, rightfully so, I feel like it's you know deserved. But I would like to see them turn that around and make a good comeback. I kind of want to see Todd get fired first before that happens. I'm just being a little <laughs> little vindictive about that. If Todd gets fired first, like, all right, the comeback is real. You know, yeah, I, I yeah, can't I can see, see anybody <laughs> not getting geeked out the fact that Microsoft Xbox now owns the companies that all touch Fallout that are basically the top of their games when it comes to Western RPGs. They have Obsidian, and they have Bethesda, they have Exile. They pretty much have the big three when it comes to Western RPG games now. Yeah, you can say that. That's crazy. Hey, at least I'd, I'd hope at least one thing from all of this is that Microsoft at least have a QA department, and we might be able to see for the first time ever but this is games shipping with minimal bugs. Uh, it's a bug, not a, or it's a feature, not a bug. Not a bug not yeah. A feature, but yeah, yeah. Gl- jumping through, jumping through mountains, completely balanced. Skyrim had that since you know, God knows how long. I think you still have it. I could jump through mountains, so it's fine. Good game. It's just a very advanced version of fast travel, if you really think about it. Very big brain right there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is uh, this is interesting stuff. We're in, we're in uncharted territory. It's going to be interesting the first couple of years to see what exactly happens. I don't want to see console fanboys fighting but that's going to be a thing i, I they don't always will be <laughs> I, I i just wanted to go away I, but I wanted we to go. yeah i i hate that i really hate that that's we're, we're here to play games we're here to play games on the platforms we want to play games on and if you can't play it on that platform either suck it up or unfortunately just save the money up and just get the console or go play at a friend's oh. house or something. I don't know. Or, 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 or Keith, you do what oh, I did. Oh, oh, I went a full yeah. year to get Forgon. I actually did that because I don't. I'm not giving Epic. I'm not giving Epic Store my money. Yeah, he, he did do that. that. He totally did that. I was oh, like, oh, Matt, oh, Matt. Oh, he's like, know, no. Oh, you save up your money and you get a PC because everything's on PC. I mean, it, it's getting that way. It's getting that way. It really is. I mean, we've got Sony bringing games out to the PC now. Sony give us Bloodborne. 
Stop it. Just give it to us. You can jump on a PC and join the glorious PC Master Race. Stop that word. I hate that word. Beautiful word. But you're not wrong. PC gaming is where it is. I'm not going to say console gaming sucks because it doesn't. We Again, we play where we want to play for certain reasons or another. Except for at the game store. uh, (laughs) I'm not giving those people my money. I'm sorry. I I will wait the end of time to get what I need. But there's some games that just aren't coming to Steam, Matt. You got to face that. Oh no, they're coming to Steam. Don't worry about it. They are. I mean, yeah, but but eventually, even if you do have to use the uh, the Epic Game Store, they'll eventually put it up for free. So he doesn't. No, he won't even get the free games. He just won't touch nope. it. Nope, I won't. <laughs> See, I, I'm standing. I have principles. I'm not standing by it. I'm not all those free games they gave out last year. Matt was like, nope. I'm like, Matt, they're all free. Nope. Not all care. right. Got to have principles. I stand. That's by an ultimate act of protest to deny free things and say I don't want this, even though it's free. It's like you're yep. crazy. <laughs> They're free. I'm getting them. I'm getting nope. them all. All the free things. They're mine. If, if, if I get if I get the free things, I have my account, which increase their user base or increase their revenue. Sorry, not happening. Got I got to think the long long haul here. All right. So yeah, there's uh there's Bethesda Microsoft. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years. At least it went through. I didn't think it was going to go through. I thought somebody was going to say, nope, we're not doing this. But here we are. We'll wait and see who the next big acquisition is whenever it happens. All right. Now we get to talk about something that I know everybody wants to talk about, and that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think everybody in this room is a fan of the series, either the comic books, the cartoons, the games, or all of the above. And the movies. Excuse me, and the movies. Well, not all the movies. Not I mean, mo- most of the movies most of the movies uh, most of them i think i think we have a positive like good to bad ratio still i think working on it oh no no it, movie wise it's gone bad remember we had the two the, the two remakes and tmnt3 i do not count the, the remakes so that, that to put everything into wait, is that the, are you talking about the michael bay ones because those are like come on yeah wait you didn't like the cartoon tmnt 2007 that was good that was good yeah, yeah i enjoyed that like, one yeah, and yeah, unless you're talking about the what you call it, it's that guy, the, the Michael Bay ones, yeah, the Michael are, Bay ones. No, those are garbage. Yeah, yeah. those. Are I didn't garbage. hate. I didn't hate the second one, but like, it definitely isn't good. But I didn't hate it as much as I did the first Michael Bay one because I think I just like Bebop and Rocksteady. Wait, Carl, <laughs> did you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three? No. Okay, okay. I didn't hear you say that one. I was like, wait, you like that one? If you didn't hate it, then you must T- have liked Turtles it. Turtles 3, basically, uh, Turtles in, in Time. Yeah. No, hell no. That that thing's trash. Okay, all right. I just I just had to check. That was easily my least favorite movie out of all of them. All Keith of was them. about to just drag you if you I said was you like, liked Keith, T- he, he didn't say that movie. Like, Keith he must have liked knows- it. Keith, you should know by now I have better taste in turtles than that. So no, we established, we established that. Do you love the was the classic? Was it eighty two, eighty four? The with the one with the ice. That's five stars, man. Take the ooze, yeah. The nineteen ninety first one, yes. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the yeah, the highest grossing independent, highest grossing independent film of its time. Because we got yeah, Ninja people, people didn't people didn't realize that that yes, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from nineteen ninety is classed as an independent film. Huh, I yes. did not know that. So now you know. Did not <laughs> know that. All right, let's talk about this game. Let's talk about this game. So I didn't know where they announced this game and that they're working on a four-player co-op online and offline Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. No platforms have been announced yet, but we can assume it's going to be PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, and probably Switch. Who knows about the last one? I'm not discounting Switch, but it's getting a lot of flack after lately. This game is being developed by Dot 
I always say emu. I don't think that's the right way. EMU. Is that the right yeah. way to say it? People say dot. I, most people say dot emu. Some people say dot emu, but I say dot emu. But you know, because emu. Okay, they're so, French. Are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They are. They are. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm going crazy here. Anyway, so they are working on the game as well as Tribute Games. Tribute Games is known for a lot of their old school games and Panzer Paladin. And they're also working on Steel Assault, which didn't kind of rub me the right way. No, but, they're publishing Steel Assault. They didn't working on the game. That's okay. The that's right. That's right. They are publishing it. But they no, no, did do Panzer Paladin. One, one, of them, one of them were involved in the uh, recent Streets of Rage. Yeah, that was that was that was because that was yeah that was Lizard Q Games and um um God, what's the other what's the other company attached to that? Uh I gotta double check, but I forgot. See, I'm forgetting it. But uh, yeah, so it, that, that Streets of Rage Four, Keith and I uh, played a couple of games of that and really enjoyed it. I think he played also with you, Matt. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's, times. Like, it's an amazing yeah, it's game. A, it's an amazing game. The netcode is, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah that, but, that's my one flaw with it. I mean, I yeah, I grew up with Streets of Rage just like I did with Turtles, and I yeah, I loved Four a lot. Even Gar Crush Games, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of funny when I was talking to um, Dot was it Gar Crush Games at PAX East when we were playing this. I was like, hey, so if you had a chance to work on another game, what would it be? And he wouldn't answer the question. I was like, Golden Axe. He's like, he wouldn't say anything. I, I think I threw out a couple other games. And I said turtles, and he, he didn't say anything. But I was just watching his face, and he was smiling. So I guess that was one of the games he wanted to do because what well, they wanted to do because now they're working on this. So that's amazing. I, as somebody who grew up as playing all the turtle games, including that terrible Nintendo one that made you rage quit and toss the control across the room because the the underwear section was so much garbage. I'm excited about this. You know, yeah, I, thanks for thanks for dragging up bad childhood memories, that case. You we we all were there. You know, we've all been there. The worst <laughs> section of the entire game. I love the music, but just trying to get around in that damn thing and not running running out of time or just getting electrocuted by the oh, I hated that level. I was so happy when they finally came out and said, "Hey, you remember the arcade game you played in the arcade? We're bringing that to Nintendo." And then I got that and I played it so much because I loved it. That was the better version. It was nothing like the arcade version. But it was not that crappy Nintendo version either. So yeah, back when back back when Konami was in control of doing you know plausible arcade games, back when they just made games. Period. Konami yeah, had an games. amazing pedigree for games back in the day. The, the dad they had a racing game. I can't remember two racing games. Um, Aliens, Aliens. Oh, I love the arcade. Okay, Alien. Wait, wait, wait. Did they make Ridge Racer? No, no that was there. Bandai Namco. Bandai yeah, Namco. They had a game. I, I want to say Road Blaster. Maybe I'm wrong. They had a couple because I remember when I was a child, I used to get off of school and go to the local pizza shop, and they had one of the Konami racing games. And I played it nonstop. But they, but they had the the original. Well, the first two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade games, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Turtles in Time, they had the Simpsons arcade game, they had yep. the uh, absolutely brilliantly voice-acted X-Men, the arcade game with the six-player cabinet yep. over two uh, screens. These are some good ones. These are some strong yeah. ones. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to die. Yeah, great, great dubbing there. Yeah, but they, they <laughs> this, 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 new, this new game, which is uh, subtitled Shredder's Revenge. We also can't forget Contra. Feel... Don't forget Contra. I'm not letting you go until yes. you say Contra. Oh, good yeah, Contra. Okay. But uh, the, the new game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles 
so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge invokes the the look and the feel so far from what we've seen via like a minute and a half trailer of those original two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade games. But but they go in the extra detail. Like they've rebuilt everything from the ground up. The animation looks very much like the old 1980s cartoon. But even with like just small details, every turtle has a different run animation, which never happened in the originals. They they're adding more personality to the characters on the screen, and even putting in some interesting situations. Like there's one point where they're in a an office building, and you see a bunch of foot soldiers suddenly rip off their ties and join the fight. You know, small things like that, which I think are absolutely brilliant ways to explore and expand upon the idea of what the Turtles games were about. The only thing that I've seen even close to this was a fan-made game, which I think was Mutant Madness or something along those when lines. When I first saw this, I thought that was that game. Yeah, I had the same I had the same thought. I'm like, hold on, I've seen this before where like there is a, a fan made game out there that's based on the uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade games, which has tons of characters from the, the show that you can play as both heroes and villains. And I I thought this was like that getting a, a huge upgrade with a budget and everything else. Um I'm actually gonna have to go check in on that that game now that uh, something is being produced, I wonder if they might get hit with a cease and desist because, you know, obviously new licensing and everything else. But um, I, I personally, I can't wait for this. Like, we've, I know a lot of us are either going to put into either buy this day one or we're going to see if we can get, like, 4,000 review copies like we did with Streets of Rage 4. Or both. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, or both. <laughs> you know, big big thank you to all the companies that made it happen. I think we had so many codes, I was just giving them out to people. It was like, here, here's a code, here's a code, here's a code. Threw a bunch on Twitter. Here, take codes. Take all the codes. We, we've got enough. And then when I bought my uh, Streets Rage for a collector edition, I got another code that I gave out. It's like, I don't need all these codes. Just take them, please. That was fun. I like giving out stuff to people because it makes me feel good. Uh... There's not really much I can say about the game other than I'm really excited. I, I, I Again, I love the art style. As you brought up, the running animation looks amazing. I love the fact that it gave a, each turtle their own unique run animation, which means each turtle will, I don't want to say play different, but they all have their own unique personality. That is great. No, yeah, it definitely fits like everything that we know of the turtles and like all of the media that's come out before. So I feel like it fits like each of them. Like if I, so if you see like, um, Raph definitely looks like he's just running in headlong as like he as he would, and it like yeah. definitely like fits like the character. So it's like it's very cool. Also, just those sprites are just are just gorgeous. Oh, just beautiful! Think, I just think they look amazing. Like they're, yeah, it's all, they're perfect. Games for you, man. They may like do a sprite work if you like that. Check out their other stuff. They're oh yeah, actually. I played uh, Panzer Paladin. I love that. Like that's that's such a that's such a good game. I love that one a lot. Um. Yeah, I really wish there was much more we could really talk about this game because there really is. Well, the anything. game also looks like it has a special meter at the bottom of each character, so you could have like there might be special attacks included. You know, if you're into that stuff, that would be super dope. I'd be very into that. Um, yeah. Something that I did notice, um, and I, this might be just me reading into like the the uh, cinematic a little bit, but we did see um, April and Splinter like doing some action. It makes you wonder if we will have some other playable characters which i think would be super cool 
just to throw in some like unlockable characters. Like if you have played through the game, you get Splinter or April or you know Casey Jones or whoever. I'd love. To, I'd like to see someone like Slash or Slash well, in there is playable or something like just some other characters from like the the comics and just other other properties. They're not talking. That, 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 that's that's what actually got me thinking that this was the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the fan made one called Rescue Palooza. Uh, I've just I found it again because that game had sixty playable characters. Like oh, you that's had like a lot. You of had characters. You, you had April. You had Casey Jones. Your Sagi Jimbo, Splinter, uh, Super Irma. You got. He had Vern. Uh, God, you had so many characters, like including like you got Bebop, Rocksteady. You got even characters from um, the Archie TMNT comics being playable as characters in the in this fan made one. Once again, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rescue Palooza. If you can find it, easy, just Google it, download it, give it a go. It's an absolutely great game. But that that's what I what I thought was like. Oh crap! We're gonna like see multiple characters. We're gonna see big stages and stuff like that. Is this this fan game on, a, on like a real budget? Yeah, I mean, I that's what say... Sonic Mania was. Sonic Mania was a fan game with budget. Yeah, well, they brought. Yeah, no, no, you're right because they brought in the actual people who made the answers. Yeah, I want to say what you were talking about, Cam. So there was a uh, Q and A a couple days ago about turtles, and somebody brought up that question, and they were like, "No comment." I mean, it's not a no. So <laughs> yeah, it's not a no. So it's not a no. I mean, Dot EMU uh, always have added extra lockable content in games from from the Monster Boy game to Monster Slayer to Streets of Rage Four. So you know, they got Streets of Rage Four had um, like all of the all the, the previous yeah, yeah from the previous three, which is cool. So I could see that being something that happens, even if they even, um, you unlock like sort of like the original sprite from the arcade games um, of the turtles. I I can definitely see that being something as well. I just wish we had a release date. <laughs> don't don't announce these games that you know are going to attract the older generation of gamers that played these games that know about the turtles and go. We got nothing else for you. Thanks. It's like oh, big soon. <laughs> just thanks for blowing my my day away. Fantastic. Now I got to sit here and watch this one troll that doesn't give me enough information or enough of anything. Over and over. Thanks, guys. Yeah, they but generated their the game, hype. Though. They generated their hype and just like disappeared into the shadows. Into the shadows. And, like you just think about this for a while, and then you know who knows when we'll you know get a release date. Hopefully soon. I I mean I hope it's sooner rather than later because I I absolutely want to play this game and that trailer automatically bumped this up to like one of my most anticipated games of the year. Yeah, uh, which is already kind of a loaded list. So, which is you know saying something about my love for you know the turtles. Yes, but it, but even even I was like I'm looking at this going, okay, we're getting a turtles game. What else are these guys going to come out with? Like, could, could we see them maybe move on to some golden like, other things from that night? Well, hell, turtle. Uh, they've done turtles. Why not do Power Rangers? Two top franchises of the nineties. Uh, Power Rangers or Altered Beasts for me. Ultra Beast would be pretty cool. That's Golden Axe. Uh, man, what was another one? I would say Conjure, but you already had a great Conjure clone. Cadillac and Dinosaurs, why not? Sure. You're assuming Capcom's going to give that up. <laughs> then no one's touching it, so, you know. I mean, Capcom doesn't do much with their old games, unfortunately. 
Yeah. Because they they have a big library, too. I mean, I'm still waiting for somebody to bring back Final Fight. You would think that Street Rage 4 did so well that Capcom's going, hmm, maybe we can capitalize this. The worst part is, like, every time they port Final Fight, just Final Fight 1. They don't get Final Fight 2 or 3. And I think Final Fight 3 is pretty good. Final Fight 3 is, like, almost equal to Street Rage 3, in a way. Mechanically, but, yeah, you know. I mean, they have tried to do um, Final Fight in, like, 3D formats, but Ugh. it just hasn't worked. They've Street, tried. Streetwise Street is a joke. Streetwise Street is a terrible. Yeah. It's awful. But yeah. they've tried, but they just can't nail it. Just, like, got to take it back to basics like they did with um, Streets of Rage 4. I feel like that's the only way to do it. And I think a problem with that, and as you just mentioned, is a lot of companies are like, let's move everything in 3D. Like, remember what they did with Castlevania? And they're like, let's make Castlevania 3D the first couple of times. And we're like, no, no, don't, don't do this. This is not good. There's- it's not like a good idea. They just did it anyway. Yeah. Then it didn't do well. And they're like, oh, maybe this isn't the way we should be going. You think? think? That works uh. for some franchises. Like, I mean, Mario made the jump to 3D pretty pretty well. And I mean, it's it a has maintained. Jump. Yeah. That's true, yeah. And, you know, Castlevania is a bit more involved, I think, than Mario. But Metroid's also done it pretty well. Um, Metroid, well, Metroid Prime fit the whole thing to first person, so that's a whole different way. That's true. That's yeah. true. I would yeah. say Castlevania was successful with with um, Lords, of, Lords Shadow. of Shadow. Yeah, Lords of Shadow. The first Lords of Shadow was great. The second one, not so much. The first one was good. The second one, just yeah, yeah. The second one, they, just they went off they, the rails. They tried to do too much, and then they pissed off the developer, and the developer was like, "We're tired of working with you." The whole Mercury uh, Steam thing was, or Mercury Stream was not pleasant after reading about what happened during the development of that game. Yeah, and then they broke up. Like, you'll never get another one. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but the first one was great. And now we're back on Konami again, and you're making me sad because we're not going to see any of their great games. Konami I mean, just Koch- Kojima is making, making his own games. So, you know, maybe he wanted, he'll make his, own ver- make, he wanted to make his own version of uh, Metal Gear Solid, you know? Well, Ko- Kojima and, and uh, Iga, <laughs> yeah. they're both like, we're doing our way. We're done. And they're both better than my number nine. Ofune is more of an idea man than the developer. It, de- it definitely showed in that game. I'm, that's being me probably as possible about it. So I want my $100 back. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. Uh, oh, so God. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. the biggest mistake I've ever made. I will never do that again. Never ever. believe in Ofune. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got some good games under his belt. And when he's not the one running the show, they, they do good games. Like the Azure Strike Gunvolt games are great. That's, I love that's, them. That's Intake Create, dude. That's but he guys. helped them. He helped work with them. He's worked, that, he worked with them. That, that's what I'm saying. He's not, he's not, yeah. he's a good idea, man. He's not really the execution guy. I mean, thing is the best way to describe it is like, um, you know, getting to Mega Man. Mega Man, the Mega Man X series, one through five told the story. X, six, and seven just bastards of a game that should never exist because he told the story. And the thing is, like, once he did that, they didn't know what to do because that's a Fune. Fune just does something and he leaves, you know? But it's basically, yeah. But then we got Mega Man 11, which is super good. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. Now we need a 12. And poor Josh is like, could you please hurry up now to do Mega Man for me, please? And for guys who don't know, um, Josh is our, our resident Mega Man fanatic. Guy. He yeah. um, le- he lives, breathes, shits Mega Man. He's collected he's collected all of them to his physical form. I I love a Mega Man, but I don't collect all of them. I even, because uh, I've, I've heard, I heard some not good things about some of the ports, so which port's the best, so I'll look into that later. But you can ask Josh. He's got them all. Yeah, I got to ask Josh. Yeah, he's I just got to catch them all. Oh, uh, we got this Pokemon stuff now. Well, um, 
we're actually at the end of the podcast. I don't have anything particular to talk about, but you know, at the end of every show, we always leave a little wiggle room for topics that we may have glossed over or forgotten about. Maybe a rant you might want to toss in there. So the room is for everybody. I have nothing this week. Nothing. I just uh, want to play Ninja Turtles at this point. That's really all I want. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I want to rant about is uh, Loop Hero, please add more classes DLC, please. This game is super fun. Um, well, they, they did say they're still they're going to add more stuff to the game. They definitely yeah, yeah, said add, that. Yeah, add more content. This game is fun. I, I can't stop. I, even though I'm trying to 100 the game, even though I got like I unlocked all the acts, I just want to 100 everything. I guess another thing I would like to talk about, please, for fighting game people, keep King of Fighters at your f- okay. Oh um, it's no, not a hard game. it's oh, not a hard. Oh game. boy, it's not savage matches here, Nat. It's Why not you gotta be so game. savage, man? No, it's just like, oh my god, these combos so hard. It's not that hard. You don't even need half that stuff, okay? Just learn Neo Max and hit your basic bread and butters, okay? And if you guys may have forgotten, there's one one guy, Crystal Gonzalez, you know, he was just winning a lot of tournaments in King of Fighters 13 just doing basic Ben Amaro A, B, and C combos. So what are you talking about? Let's get out of here. Anyway, please stop uh SK, please add rollback to your game. Add rollback to your Sam Show 7 because Sam Show is a good game. You just added Sham Cham and a bunch of new mechanics, so... Please get rollback on your modern games. Uh, this is the, It's the future now. You are the future. That was your logo, so do it. And the last thing I want to say is uh, buff Alex more in Street Fighter Five. I want to win I want to win all the matches all the time. Every wait, time. wait, wait, wait. Didn't you just say Street Fighter Five is garbage? It is garbage, but buff Alex more so everyone can complain. But everyone's complaining that D-Shift is dumb. Then, you know, you have characters like Alex who just lariat through it. So, you know. You got to make the people just mad enough so they can hate the game as much as you're winning at it. You got to win the hate. Just like I did with Epic. I hate them so much, I just won because I got the game I wanted by believing in myself. I just thought people were playing Dragon Ball now because everybody's going Gaga over Gogeta, even though there was already one in the game already. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, Gogeta's Gogeta. It, it's new characters. Yeah, Maximilian is going ape crap over him. Yeah, Max. Carl, you've been uh, unusually quiet. You all right, bud? I'm good. I'm good. I, I state what I said. I want to state and shut up when I need to shut up. <laughs> we don't have anything spectacular from you this week. Come on, man. Drop something. Hey, not something. every week. Not every week is going to be a hot take or a or a rage filled explosion. You know, oh. uh, my main my main thing at the moment is you know I'm now on day two of the the no well wow uh, crack he's going binge, to so. Got it. I'm not going through withdrawals. I'm just like, I just need to sort of concentrate in order to not get tempted <laughs> by that game that really took That's up That's what people that go to withdrawals actually do. <laughs> yeah, mine I, off I, of that. I know, I know, I know. But uh, if people haven't watched the video, it's up on our YouTube channel already. It's basically me going through two of my favorite raids that I had in the game and basically just trying to reassure myself that i'm making the right decision by walking away from the game and just realizing my life in general it really isn't as game centric as it used to be you know uh i've got other things going on in my life right now that require more attention and i sort of have to realize hey you know throw the fuck up and you can't spend all the all day every day playing video games as well let's talk about that for a second because i think that's an important topic too because game burnout is real and even though you're not really going through game burnout you have priorities and that's that's very grown up of you to admit because a lot of people won't do that well yeah all right so just to further expound upon this uh as i have mentioned a couple of times in the past recently i am preparing for my wedding to rachel in august so at the moment we're having to get everything together just to get that started we've booked a hotel we've got the celebrant who's also already done uh the first draft of the wedding ceremony which i read and i couldn't help but 
sit there and cry because of the big softie. I really am away from all this shit. We had to sit there and pick out the music for the reception and the wedding and everything else for the playlists and all that. We've got Nolly invitations organized. We're basically at the moment uh, getting them all put into the envelope three to send off, hopefully within the next two weeks. There's a lot that goes into getting that one day together, especially when you're, you're paying for it all out of, out of your own pocket and everything. Uh, yeah, we are getting help from Rachel's parents because they have actually been preparing for this for a little bit. And also uh, her grandmother, who passed away last year, actually left money to go towards the, the wedding as well, which is a big help. But like getting all this done and and together makes me realize that I don't have the time to sit here and play video games or, you know, even my, my posts on the outer Haven have dropped significantly. I don't think I've made a single post this month, mainly because I'm running around almost every other day going, Hey, I need to do this for the wedding or I need to do that. I, I realized my priorities have shifted as a gamer. And that was one of the things that I was talking about in this video where I realize now that my priorities need to be, you know, there's the wedding that I need to actually find a proper job, which is hard to do because of the whole pandemic thing. I need to find, you know, a, a new place to live because this place that we're living in is fucking falling apart and the landlord does sweet fuck all. I can't even afford games at the moment because I don't have that spare money. You know, Pokemon Snap is coming up later this month. I'm having to trade in switch games in order to afford it and i just realized that i I sit there and i go to play a game and i'm like i could be doing something else with my time especially when i'm sitting there playing world of warcraft because world of warcraft and games like it they're not games per se they're mini jobs i i I realized that i was getting up at nine o'clock in the morning jumping on world of warcraft and i wouldn't finish till nine ten o'clock at night that's not healthy it's not healthy mentally it's not healthy healthy physically and yes my physical health has suffered because i play the game all the time and i i'm trying to to fix that i i have type 2 diabetes i have high cholesterol i need to get those down in order to see past 40 which is only three years away for me i will say that i'm glad that you realized that and took the initiative because that was some of the issues I had with the game. You're very correct when you said the game is like a second job because that's what it is. Playing the auction house, getting up and doing dailies, doing your daily quests, doing all that stuff, and then eventually getting down and doing stuff. Half the time I would get up and just do that and then cut the game off. It's like I'm literally getting up to do work in a game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Whereas when I go to play something like, you know, Grand Theft Auto Five, or I go to play, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters, Resident Evil, or something. I can sit there, play, you know, play for an hour or two, and go, okay, I'm going to save now, and I'm going to go do other stuff. I can walk away from playing other games and still have other things to do in my day. Whereas World of Warcraft, I felt that I needed to play it twenty four seven because I felt like I was missing out on gear. I was missing experiences. I I had to be there in case somebody from my guild needed a a run through a Mystic Plus dungeon. I I felt that I was being dragged into a world that I didn't need to be in personally. And especially when we got to the end of uh, Battle for Azeroth leading into Shadowlands, I felt that I wasn't playing for me. I was playing for my guild. I was playing for these people in the in the guild who had this very 
we must progress. We must do more. We must get to the next level of content. Like they're the people who who did exactly what I was doing. They were the guys that they they'd spent you know eighteen plus hours a day playing this goddamn game. And what happened in the end? They end up saying that that I was a fucking problem because I told one of the guys to shut the fuck up during a raid and decided that was enough for them to leave the guild and basically destroy the guild. So I basically, I was trying to put it, I always made myself available to everybody else to play things that people needed. And I realized I wasn't playing this game for me. I was playing it for other people. And when you've got a job that you're doing for other people, which is essentially what the game turned into, it's no longer fun. And I was just pushing myself further and further. And even even Rachel could see, like, I'd get off uh, doing a raid and I would be so drained energy-wise that I just couldn't be fucked doing anything. But now that I've made the decision, like, the, the video that I put up was the first time it actually touched WoW in nearly two weeks because I I have been... I, I bought three months of time back in January and I've been waiting for it to run out. It actually run it actually ran out as of nine minutes ago during this recording. Wow. So my my time on that game is officially done. I have no more time to, to play that unless I want to spend what gold I've got or whatever, which I see as a complete waste of fucking time and money. Um Yeah, I, I just came to realize that I have changed as a gamer. I have changed as a person. And the game has changed. So it's with that that I decide to pull the plug. And believe me, I as much as I will feel the temptation in a couple of months' time, six months' time, or whatever, every time they run out one of their big new patches, I will be tempted to jump back on. And that's when I'm hoping that my friend, especially here at the Outer Haven, will pull me back and say, don't go back to it. Remember what you left it for. Oh, even don't if, worry about even, that. Uh, oh, I, I know you will, Keith, but like, even if I have to play this back to me, and that's why I did the video trying to convince myself I did the right thing, because when I have those moments, I want to click back on that video and listen to the way I was talking, look, look basically the recording of myself in the eyes and see... You can see it in the video. I look sunken. I look uh, dejected. I look like a shell of a human being who really just didn't want to touch that game. But I was doing it one last time because I needed to get this on video to show myself. This is who you were with that game. And you can be so much better without it. You should send it to Blizzard. This is what you did to me. (laughs) No, no, I, I don't blame. No, look, I don't blame Blizzard at all. I don't, I don't blame them or the development team. They're doing the best that they can with a franchise that they want to be given. Yeah. You know, the, the, the thing with Blizzard is that they're not the same guys that started this game in 2006. The, the, a lot of the key guys that made that game a success have been gone for at least two to four years. So, you know, the development team that's working on it these days, they're not the same guys that started this thing all those years ago and made it into the success that it is. And they're doing the best that they can with what they've been given. And, you know, you know, as with any developer, God bless them for doing what they can do. But at the, end, at, 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 the end of, at the end of the day, I realized that it's more so me than the game that changed. 
And now that I've admitted that to myself, I feel like I can move on from World of Warcraft and I can get back to doing what I love, which is just playing games for the hell of it. Like looking at the you know the whole conversation we just had with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I love those conversations. I love that hype. I love that excitement that we get when we see something like this. And instead of what would happen when I usually play a game, and I've done this quite a lot with stuff that I've even reviewed for the Outer Haven, that I will play those games for a couple of hours, then I'll write the review, then I'll go play World of Warcraft for the next you know sixteen odd hours. I want to give those games more chance than they, more time to make sure I get the worth out of those games than for a game I was paying now up, upwards of 20 bucks a month for and somewhere near $100 per expansion. Well, I can yeah. tell you, you're on the right path. Uh, I, I can't even remember how long it's been. I'm actually logging into Battle.net right now just to take a look. But I've been away from that game for a very long time. It doesn't even show me last time I paid. Yeah, I I was like, I'm done. I I can't play this game anymore. I I have to stop playing this game. And I mm-hmm. just what you just said, Carl, that's exactly how I felt. I felt so much better because I can get back and playing games that I enjoy. Okay, so let me look. Yeah. At, I'm looking at Wild Token Time back in 2016. Oof. I've been free for what 2016 when? N- nearly five years. Yeah, five years. Yeah, and hadn't looked back. Like I'm done. I don't care anymore. The only thing I have uh, uh, are, are sad reminders of all, excuse me, of these water Warcraft boxes that are sitting on my, my bookshelf because I always bought the collector's edition. I, I just want to take them and just go, get out of my room. Just go away. I don't want to see you I'm, ever again. I'm the, I'm the same. I've got some water Warcraft collector's editions. Luckily, they're sitting in a box that is uh, that has been put in the storage. Believe me, I would love to just light them on fire and let them burn, but I'm the type of person who can't do that to such things, especially because they contain the art books. And I'm sorry, the World of Warcraft art books books are are absolutely beautiful. But I I will say this, and this is sort of my point. I'm sorry that I've taken up so much time here at the end of the show. to No, sir, at at World of Warcraft Anonymous, we want you to speak your piece. Uh, it's, it's more so for, for people listening who have had to who had to hear me rant on for a good 15-odd minutes compared to the hour plus I do on the video. If you ever find yourself, it doesn't matter what the game is, World of Warcraft or, you know, even if you're, I know, sorry to use this example, Keith, you know, Dark Souls. Which I kicked. Or, or you know, if you're playing Assassin's Creed games or as an evil, whatever you play, whatever you play. If you find the gaming to you feels more like a job or something you're doing every day for other people, stop, take a step back and look at your life and look at where you can improve. I was because if you're, if you're, if you're needing, no, if you're, if you're looking to use this as an escapism all the time, it becomes addictive. You become as addicted to that escapism and I'm sorry, but, that's not living a life. Like I know it's a weird thing to say in a gaming pod- podcast that we do over here every day, but gaming is meant to be a hobby. It's meant to be something you enjoy. If you're sitting there and you're playing a game, no matter what it is, if you're st- if you're sitting there playing friggin' Warzone every day because you feel that you're going to miss out on that award or that uh, that ranking or something in that game, it's time to walk away. Because if you're feeling you need to play that game instead of wanting to enjoy that game, then you're, you're suffering from an addiction, essentially. It's the exact same chemical thing in your, in your head. And so, as somebody who is trying to kick this habit, 
I know it's only been a couple of days, but technically this has been going on for months. I, I'm starting to realize and understand now how addictive gaming can be in general and how some games have that way to really hook into that part of your brain that makes you need to play it. And that these shouldn't be things that we need to play. There's something that we want to play and we want to enjoy. And if you're not wanting to play it to enjoy it, then it's time to walk away from that game and find something else. Either find a new game or go find a new hobby or something else. You know, I find now that when I start to get to that point where I'm really starting to feel that gaming is keeping me enclosed in my office most days, I go, you know what, screw this. I get up and I go for a walk. Or I say to or I say to Rachel, hey, let's go op shopping. Like we have a lot of secondhand markets and stuff like that here in Australia that we love going through. And I'll say, hey, let's go, let's go to one of these things. Or let's go out for a day. Let's go, let's get let's go do something together. And I see this especially with a lot of couples as well, where one will spend all their time gaming and the other one will go and do something else. Like I love Rachel, she gives me the room to do what I want. But a lot of evenings I'll go and I'll sit and watch TV with her just so we can have a conversation because gaming shouldn't be anybody's life, no matter what that game is. And if you're finding yourself, again, if you're needing to play it instead of wanting to play it, you need to address it and you need to really think about what you're doing with yourself. There was Carl getting very deep, but very important conversation, folks. So uh, I'll be more than happy to knock you over the head when you start playing WoW again. And I swear I'll be funny. I'll be funnier next week and more argumentative, like everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the only thing I regret for your wedding, Carl, is you didn't get a sinister minister. He he said he would, would be happy to do it, but unfortunately, international travel is not available. So, got to pay him to do a Peloponcer. God. Uh. Anyway, if you don't know who that is, go learn some wrestling. Oh, so that's what it was. That's why I was over my head. All right. Anyway, folks, this has been yet another fantastic episode of the Spectrum Mode Podcast. And as always, you can find the Spectrum Mode Podcast in Apple iTunes. And we would love if you go to Apple iTunes and actually leave a rating. The more ratings you leave, the more we rise up, the more people check out our show. I think we have an interesting dynamic here and a great show. So you definitely want to check it out and definitely give us a rating. Also on Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Spotify, uh, Plex Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and wherever else podcasts are hosted. We're, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. So you have no excuse not to listen to us. And once again, from myself, from Carl, from Kim, from Matt, thank you for checking out yet another episode of the Spectator Mode Podcast. 